0: Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today.
1: Streaming October 6th on Paramount Plus.
0: First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land would come back. There's something else. Something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him.
1: Sometimes dead is better pet cemetery bloodlines
0: rated r streaming only on paramount plus what's going on everybody i'm Marah and i'm taz and welcome back to sisters who kill hey friend hi um we're
1: doing this again again we're still here so today's case um st- super excited about. I think this is the juiciest one yet. Today we're going to go back in time a little bit. We'll jump in with our players. We start off with Dr. Clifford Leroy Adams. Is it Leroy or Leroy? If he was a black man it would have been Leroy but this white man is pronounced
0: Leroy. 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 Okay.
1: He died August 3rd 1952. He was the doctor of the town. Kind of a big Stout man, and then we have Sam McCollum. He died August fourth, nineteen fifty-two. He was known as the Belita King, and was the husband to Ruby McCollum. And Ruby McCollum is our murderess wife of sam mccullum
0: ruby mccullum was born ruby jackson on august 31st 1909 now this is 40 years after the end of slavery so that's what a generation and a third Mm -hmm. and it's also not that not that long ago at the time she was the wealthiest black woman in live oak florida and swanee county (laughs) picture it y'all the worst state in all of the united states in nineteen fifty two. To give you an idea, like this was we've been researching this case all week. And one of the funniest things is the articles.
1: Right. The articles beside the article that we're reading. In these newspapers, Truman is president.
0: Eisenhower is running for president.
1: I seen an article and it was like, first Negro teacher, kids like her.
0: <laughs> like it's way back.
1: They're talking about oh, this other school in this county is debating whether to integrate.
0: This is the state of Florida where somebody is most likely to be lynched. More likely than any other state. And that's a fact, Jack. Also, like I saw Vaseline in a jar for 15 cents. Just dated. So as a child, Ruby grew up with a very Christian upbringing. Her parents were extremely strict. They were farmers. Her dad was actually a pretty successful farmer. Her and her brother and sisters were not allowed to dance. They weren't allowed to play cards. They pretty much played London Bridge and went to church. So what's really cool about this is we got to find some primary resources and Zora Neal Hurston did a 10-week expose on this case and when Zora Neale Hurston was down back in her home in Florida reporting you know she interviewed some family members and it was like as a child Ruby got her fair share of whoopings just like everybody else did right but when she acted out and she knew that she was wrong for something she would take her punishment and the only time that she ever protested getting a punishment is when she knew that she didn't deserve it so that kind of tells the type of person that she is she's what I would call just a bookworm you know not out doing too much but that was also how she's raised so that was what she was used to but her parents really valued education they actually sent her to school and it was a segregated school at the time and they didn't have a lot of money but what they did is her dad was a successful farmer like we said so he traded beef for tuition so that was how he was able to get his children educated and she loved to read like she loved it she was reading romance novels at like 10 which like same she pretty much kept to herself at the age 17 girl she was proposed to which we love but she didn't so she was like nah (laughs) no thanks but while she was at church she finally met her husband Sam McCullen
1: they got married in 1931 they dated for about two years before getting married and she was happy you know Sam was always gambling but he held down a regular job too like he didn't just hustle they moved from florida went up north to new york to sell some insurance and then his brother called him and he said got this job where we're gonna sell burial plots so he moved back down to florida to sell burial plots with his brother they also took over the belita empire together
0: this is a crazy i don't know if this is the truth or if this is just a a legend like a folklore but what happens is before this time has like this dream of a house while she's sleeping like you know we dream of our future so at some point she dreamed about this house and then they when they get to live oak florida she says she sees this house and she says oh my gosh that's my house and he's like what she's like that's my house you have to get it for me that is my house like i need it he says okay he's like let's see who owns the house the house is owned by a man named hops now this nigga is the belita king in live oak right now sam gambles but this is the Bolita King. Like, you you say, hey, I want your house and I want to gamble you for it. So they sit down for this legendary fucking gambling match, right? And they're playing the numbers, playing cards, doing whatever the fuck they do. And this nigga walks away with all this man's shit. Not just his house, <laughs> but his whole Bolita empire. So then Sam says, all right, babe, let's go move in. And now I just made it.
1: For those of you who don't know what bolita is, it's like the underground lottery. You pick the numbers that come out on the ball and you bet those numbers each week. Uh, instead of going to the store and buying them, this is before the legal lottery. Right. They would just go door to door. You want to play your numbers? You got your money for your numbers? You put numbers in? Very, you in on this underground and you could make a lot of money from this, like 200,000 a year. They said Belita was, like, the number three empire in Florida. I believe c- that it. Citrus. He blows up on this Belita empire, but not even that. Again, he's still selling burial plots with his brother. He owns all the jukeboxes in town. He's got an $18,000 farm. It's money everywhere.
0: They feel like they live in the good life.
1: Yes. They are the wealthiest black couple in Live Oaks, okay, in the whole town. And when I say wealthy, Miss Ruby only drove the latest Chrysler, okay? okay.
0: she didn't, And the crazy thing is, like, she didn't care about clothes very much Mm -mm. she wasn't a flashy jewelry type of person but that car had to be the latest you knew that car (laughs) and ruby also didn't really go out wasn't into the gambling lifestyle she knew that that's what he did but she wasn't raised that way but what she did have was a hand in all of those finances she knew what was coming in she knew what had to go out she was keeping the books of that house Think about fences with Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. You come in, I put my wallet down. She does the bills. She says, all right, this is your allowance this week. Go out and make some more money. That's how their house was running. In
1: 1951, there's a law passed to try and cut down on illegal gambling. The law required them to get a license and pay a $256,000 tax. How much? $256,000. 000.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: That's a lot of money now, so I know it was a lot of money then. Sam was one of 10 African Americans to get this license. He continued to run this Bolita empire, even though the people in the state of Florida did not like it, like, you know, the um, Republicans and whatnot they're like trying to elect officials who will shut this shit down and the officials are being paid off so it's still happening
0: so sam sam is living the good life right he out here he making his money even though ruby never really went out it was always talk around town sam was like my woman be at the house my floors are swept my food is made my clothes are laundered and she be fucking me good too (laughs) everything i need my wife is at the house but Of course, niggas like that are the main ones cheating. Right. So he was out here in these streets fucking with everybody.
1: (laughs) Then you have the town doctor, Dr. Adams. This is like your most lovable crook.
0: This is somebody that had just moved into Live Oak not even that long ago. As soon as he came, he became a prominent figure. And now the thing about Bolita is if you, as the Bolita king, need to make sure that everybody's in on it so you don't get shut down. Right. All of a sudden, he he comes home and he's like, I... I met this new white man I got a new white friend that's how <laughs> that's how Zornel has to put it like <laughs> he came I was like I found a white friend <laughs> starts bringing him around and and when he comes to the town he ends up not only caring for white people obviously but he opens his doors to black people as well which there's two other doctors in the town and they don't do
1: that what they also don't do is carry penicillin he had brought this new medicine into the city well and is was this one? Like- when-
0: penicillin like just was introduced yes
1: and there was like you've got this new thing that's gonna cure us of everything like give me penicillin so he was the doctor in town he got into his first bit of legal trouble around 1942 so what had happened was he was charged with having counterfeit bills and getting payments for services that he didn't perform this man got not one not two but three but 40 character witnesses to come speak on his behalf, talking about what a good man he is and why they would never do that. Charges would drop. He was let go, scot-free. That is
0: such a privilege. Like, that is what? such a white man shit. That is so basic white man shit. And if you see his face, you guys, go look on our Instagram page. If you see his face, you're going to be like, yep, that is the most basic looking.
1: And, you know, they're like, he's handsome. And any girl would be lucky to have him. And I'm like, is he? <laughs> he decides. I'm so fucking lovable, right? I should become senator. And he gets well on that path, you know?
0: He actually... In 1952, he was the senator elect, and he was well on his way to be governor. They were like, he's on the fast track to be governor. He's so. got a
1: plan; like he he was ready to take over.
0: Ruby ends up having her child, and Dr. Adams delivers her child. That is her second, and then he also delivers her third child. Then after that, Ruby starts feeling some pain, and like this is her doctor, right? This is the only doctor there is to see. And she starts feeling some pain, and he's like talking to her, and he says, you know, you can feel better if you just do what i tell you to do mm-hmm. and she's like okay that turns out that turns into like them having intercourse whether it was consensual or not and then after that it also turns into a couple penicillin shots or was not
1: things are looking well for the good doctor you know he's feeling good at the same time ruby's mental health is declining she gets put into the hospital where she is diagnosed with depression and anxiety by none other than dr adams
0: Right, and this was in 1952, and she had just had her fourth child, Loretta.
1: Postpartum.
0: Right, and this is like, also, there's something going on with you and this doctor, there's something going on in your house, your husband's cheating on you, and now you. this is your fourth child, and you're always at the house. Like, she, she was known to have a natural maternal instinct, but like... Four kids is a lot.
1: That's a lot. Two kids is a lot. One kid is a lot.
0: <laughs> I do not envy anyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's in and out of the hospital First, she stays for a couple of days, then she's released The second time. They keep her for nine days, then she's released, she's put back in again. So it just seems like she's in and out of the hospital, always for mental health reasons. This brings us to Friday, August 1st, 1952. Ruby got a bill in the mail for $116 for a DNC procedure. That stands for dilation and curettage. And basically means for an abortion. Was it hers? No. Oh. (laughs) No, it was not. Then whose was it? I guess it was that cheating-ass husband of hers. The bill was actually addressed to her husband. And she intercepted it in the mail.
0: You know how it's illegal to open somebody else's mail? Does that count when you marry? Right. I don't know. If anybody's married, let us know. What's the law?
1: Nothing happened Saturday. Brings us to Sunday, August 3rd. It's a quiet Sunday morning. The people are at church. Things are going fine. So Ruby's got her two youngest kids in her car with her. Sonia's six and Loretta is one. She pulls up to the doctor's office. She gets out the car, leaving them in the car. And there are two black women in the waiting room, in the color waiting room. Ruby walks back to the office, and she shoots the doctor in the back. She leaves, locks the door behind her, gets back in the car with her kids, drives home. The law, as they call it, arrives at the house. She has changed her clothes, and she's now feeding her baby. The police are kind of, like, in a tight spot because on one hand... This black woman just shot and killed a white doctor. But on the other hand, her husband has been paying them a lot of money to protect him.
0: Obviously, as soon as this happened and word went out because it's like at the doctor and everybody's at the doctor and it's a very small town. White people are coming for her the clan is coming for her and so the florida is
1: clan nation okay Okay. they run that town don't
0: trust anyone those are your judges those are your
1: police officers those are your governors they fucking ran that shit okay
0: every single one of them the sheriff is like i need to come get you and so he pulls up at her house and he's like you know you under arrest hey girl what's going on Got he says, first.
1: he says, what in the world caused you to kill Doc Adams? And she said, I don't know why I did it. And he's like, she was calm as fuck. Like, and he was like, so what'd you do with that gun? And she's like, I threw it in the hedge in the back of the house into the bamboos. And they go to the back of the house and they grab that gun and they
0: arrest her. She said, and they ask her like, how the fuck did all of this happen? And she's like, Well, I was in such a state of shock. I completely blacked out. I can't remember a thing.
1: It wasn't until later when i was washing the blood off my hands i even knew they were dead
0: so she has absolutely no idea she says that she completely blacked out and they are racing to get her to the jail right but the clan is on their way the
1: these niggas went from church to a lynch mob
0: in just like it in three seconds flat so the sheriff has another officer in the back seat with ruby And basically they're riding and white folks, I guess, is on their giddy up truck and they're riding after the sheriff because they're (laughs) about to go get them. They're about to go. They're like, no, you didn't kill the good doctor. We're going to come and get you. So the sheriff says anybody tells the other officer, if anybody pulls up, shoot, they fucking tires out. And that's what the fuck they did. And so that is how Ruby made it to rape for jail, which is an all male isn't right like why did she go to the all-male maybe it was the closest
1: one out of town
0: because they were just like
1: get her ass out of town
0: right they did have to get her out of town because it was about to get real dangerous for her really quick so i guess like that was the sheriff doing his like you pay me business
1: the only reason this woman is still alive at this point is because she's rich right that's all that's saving her at this point they call sam up and they're like yo sam your wife just killed the doctor and he's like what the fuck he gets home he packs clothes for his kids and he grabs a suitcase full of money he gets his kids in the car and he drives out to ruby's mom house he's like keep these kids and here goes some money for him a suitcase full of money we know what type of money this man got
0: okay it says that they had about a hundred thousand dollars in cash just stashed away at the house a hundred thousand dollars in 1952 is a lot of fucking money now, you know?
1: So he chops it off with the mom and he hits the road.
0: Now, if you know what Florida looks like, it's like Live Oak coming down into Ocala and then coming down into Gainesville. By the time that Sam made it into Gainesville the very next day, the papers say that he died of a heart attack. Ain't that some shit? Right? I don't know if he died of a heart I feel like they was chasing his ass out and maybe he beat it there is also a legend that he made it out faked his death and now he's living a good life
1: and the third option is that he swallowed heart pills because he didn't want to deal with the consequences and so he just was like fuck it i'm killing myself
0: right because he already had heart problems so he just downed him
1: yeah and if it's not bad enough that sam is now dead too
0: somebody don't win and stole his kids money right oh my god I saw that she was like there was traces of the money Like, but also they said we picked
1: it... up a couple dollars that was left but
0: they put it in a barn I get hiding the money but like also you should hide it where you have access to it at all times not in the barn
1: you know what though they said Ruby's parents are probably in the same house that they raised her in they said that was a four room house two of them bedrooms and now he has dropped off what three of his kids because his son was in college at this time mhm they probably had, like, a secret. You got some
0: room to hide some money at the house. They
1: probably had, like, a floorboard, like, on the color purple, you know. The next day, August 5th, was the funeral for the doctor. They'd be,
0: they be turning around quick. Everything in 1952 was turned around, like, so... That's what I
1: said. So he was killed on Sunday and buried on
0: Tuesday? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, was it because they loved him or because that's how fast it happened?
0: Well, also, the trial happened pretty fast, too. Yeah. People but... were, you know, proper and didn't do Crimes are scandalous. So this, like, crime shook this town and pretty much shook the state of Florida because, like, a black woman killed a white doctor. And she's not dead yet? And she's not swinging from a tree? What the fuck? So this town is absolutely going bananas.
1: And so this funeral was packed. They said thousands came because everybody loved this doctor. They said this was the most sincere and largest funeral that they had had in Suwannee County.
0: So now the good doctor is buried underground, and Ruby McCollum is about to stand trial.
1: In this courtroom, we have AK Black. No, he's not Black. He's the prosecutor in this case. We have P. Guy Cruz, who is the original defense lawyer. We have Frank Cannon, the second defense lawyer. Hal Adams, no relation to Doc Adams, the judge and ruby McCollum.
0: right and the judge had been practicing law for like 40 years at this point like he's rural even earlier like when ruby was born he was still practicing law so he is very racist
1: i'm not even gonna say racist but very you think you're doing the right thing but you have like that instilled bullshit in your head right
0: it's in their dna
1: so they're investigating preparing for this trial and ruby's lawyer starts digging around the doctor's office and he finds a will. And it is not the will of the doctor. It is the will of a man named Laverne Blue. Laverne is the owner of Blue Lodge, which was a prominent hotel at this time. The will left all of his property and his body to him.
0: But was he like related to? Not at all.
1: (laughs) So they took the will to Laverne Blue and said, hey, did you write this? And he said, no, I didn't. This nigga was trying to kill me and would have got away with it because he gave himself the body too.
0: So all he had to do was turn in this falsified piece of paper. But this is not the first time that he's been caught with some fraudulent shit. Like he was already caught even when he was younger, much younger with fraudulent bills. He was doing some insurance fraud on the side. That's how he was treating niggas for free.
1: I even said he forged his way into medical school. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Dr. Death. Right. Literally, he gave himself, like, he signed a letter of recommendation to get himself into school. So he, like, did the courses or whatever, but the whole admission process?
0: Well, white. Yeah,
1: what's changed?
0: (laughs) So this was an extremely high-profile case that Zora Neale Hurston, like we said, came down to to report for the Pittsburgh Courier. And she was trying to get in and have an interview with Ruby. Judge said, none of that shit. No one gets to see her.
1: You know what he said? He said, this is a regular murder case. Ain't nothing special about it. And I don't want it sensationalized in the news, making it something bigger than what it is. But
0: it's huge.
1: He also said he didn't want the news to sway the thoughts of the jury.
0: So he didn't want like a trial by media type of deal. But
1: but the reason being that he didn't want them to come in with their minds already made up. So Said racist Florida white men.
0: Right, because then she has a jury full of old white men. She is a black woman with a jury full of old white men. Most of them uneducated, like none of them had any, like
1: all of them poor.
0: All of them were farmers.
1: They up there thinking, bitch, you should have been on my field working for free. Like what the fuck
0: you kill? You killed. You had the nerve. One of them. (laughs) You killed Billy Bob and 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 Doctor the good doctor. no get get her out of here get her out of here bill get her out of here and that's exactly what the judge intended on doing so she's got some lawyers that are fighting hard for her
1: they asked could they move it to a different county judge said no
0: which i think would have been the perfect thing to solution do. like, like
1: everybody there already had their mind the the courthouse was across the street from the doctor's office aka the crime scene right It's like so in your fucking face. It should have definitely been moved. So, after jury selection, they do the whole jury selection thing. They pick their jurors. Everybody's satisfied. They break. The judge goes over again how he doesn't want to sensationalize it before they give opening statements. Then they do a sanity hearing to decide if she's sane enough to withstand trial. So, they had one doctor, and he was like, oh, she's sane. And then her lawyer had to be like, objection, this nigga's not even a psychiatrist. He, like, studied psych, like, for a year at some other practice or whatever. But this is not, like, what he does. So who is he to come up here and diagnose or whatever? So the judge is like, okay, you have your little objection. So then he's like, I want her diagnosed by two separate psychiatrists. And the judge is like, okay, but not this guy because he testified at my last trial and his testimony went on for three days. I'm going to be bored by that technical shit and wasting time drawing out this trial. So whoever you choose can't be him and it needs to be brief.
0: So you don't want to hear the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You just want to get this over with.
1: So then the prosecution is like, if you're going to allow him to get new psychiatrists, you need to put a time limit on him. And you need to have it at a fixed location. And the judge is like, okay, I agree. She goes through the thing, and both the psychiatrists say she's sane. So they proceed with the trial. So this is, like, first day of, like, really getting into shit. We picked the jury. We're about to get started.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They finish picking the jury at about 12 o'clock noon. And the judge is like, come back at 2. 2 o'clock rolls around, and the judge is like, we need to extend the recess. And the foreman has reached out to me saying that there's a document in existence which, if it's true, may bring about new developments in this case.
0: What document? We
1: don't know yet. So the judge comes back at 3, and he says, they done found this document in Tallahassee, and he's got a state trooper on his way now to go pick it up and bring it to the courthouse. Recess some more. Comes back at 4.15, and the judge enters with the document. He stares down Ruby, and he stares down her lawyer. And he says, The documents are proof that her her lawyer, Cruz, somehow obstructed justice because he did something two weeks before the psychiatry hearing. Like, maybe he talked to the doctors beforehand, and he was like, you've obstructed justice, and you're off this case. When I tell you this judge is pissed, he says, you are no longer allowed to talk to me as a lawyer, only as a man, and I wish I could say some more shit to you, but I'ma hold it in.
0: So he just fires her lawyer.
1: Just like that. But he tells Ruby... That he thinks it is very important that she have a fair and just trial.
0: Oh, fair and just trial with and impartial. J- oh, oh wow, with an all-white jury. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and that she must have new counsel to represent her. He said, "I will see to you that you get it." They say that they agree, but they need to. It needs to happen a fair amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. don't stall. He says, "I agree. I'll give them ten days." The prosecution says, "No." Not 10 days. So I don't know what day exactly this happened, but he was like, fine, we'll have court the following Monday. So seven days or less.
0: That's not a lot of time. At all. But we're
1: worried about being fair and impartial. She gets her new lawyer Sunday, November 3rd. And her attorney is Frank Cannon. And he actually said that the defense objected to him being her lawyer. Why? I guess he's good or something. I don't know. But they was like, no, not him. And he had to fight to take her case. So that was sunday monday the trial begins don't you like prep forever when you're a lawyer like
0: no but it goes to hell in a handbasket is where it goes so she finally gets to tell her version of the story but here's the thing she can't really tell her version of the story because this man is such a prominent figure in this community and the white people want to see to it that justice is served they Put a gag order on her. You can't talk at all about your relationship with him up to August 3rd, other than the fact that he was your doctor. You cannot talk about if y'all met in private, anything like that. The only thing that you can talk about are the happenings of August 3rd, 1952. Nothing else.
1: So here's the tea, right? She said she had been his doctor's mistress for the past six years. And the question is was she his mistress? Or was she his concubine? Because there was a law in Florida, or what's it called? There was a...
0: Paramount law. So, the Paramount law was like, oh... Basically, I have to look it up. Because it's basically saying... As a white that man. As a white man, if you want to have any type of relations with a black woman...
1: That's your right.
0: You That is your... Do, what, do your business and do your thing. And that is your right, because you are allowed to do that because... You still have control over these people. Now, mind you, black men and boys were being murdered for looking, for at, a white, looking <laughs> at a white woman.
1: At a white woman. But these niggas didn't even need her permission. Like, rape right, didn't exist for black women.
0: Right. And so now it's it's kind of coming out that there was sexual relations between them for a while and so the question is to what extent and what happened on this day
1: she says the first time it happened he like comes to the house or whatever or maybe pulls her into the exam room but she says once he finished she says i'll be back and he says i don't want you to worry about this because i'm not worried about this ain't nothing gonna happen to me okay right and she said from that point on she was afraid this is a white man saying he can do whatever and he know he can do whatever and he's been doing whatever
0: doing whatever so much to the point that Remember, she had two children in her car, and the and one of them was Loretta, the one-year-old. Loretta comes out, and she high yellow.
1: She is past high yellow.
0: She is almost, she is passing. And everybody is trying to figure out what what's going on, because that's not what your other kids look like. She says, oh, Dr. Adams, that's my baby daddy.
1: They sat there, and they held this baby up like the Lion King over the balcony, and was like, look at this baby. Don't she look just like him? And the judge said, don't look at that baby.
0: And so, like, half of the jury was looking at the baby. Half the jury didn't look at the baby. It was, like, because the judge was, like, oh, this wasn't officially submitted for evidence. But they tried to submit the baby in for evidence to show that this wasn't a premeditated murder. This was a lover's quarrel.
1: And, like, when I tell you this baby is evidence, y'all go to the Instagram page and look at the daughter and the dad or the daughter and Dr. Adams side by side and tell me that's not his.
0: I mean, there's two of them. There's one when... She was a baby and one and a picture of her as an adult. And
1: both of them look just like him. So she goes through her account of how the day of the murder went. She says she goes to the doctor because she's having a pain in her shoulder. And there's a couple other people in the waiting room. And she was like, he was like, come on back. And she was like, what about them? And he was like, you're fine. Come on back. And she's like, he gave me a shot of penicillin. And then they began to discuss a bill. Now, he had a secretary. She was black, and her name was Thelma. Mm -hmm. You know how secretaries do? They be eavesdropping and grabbing all the tea. So they definitely had her on trial giving her testimony. But she heard them discussing a bill that was owed. Now, as a secretary, it's her job to send out the bills.
0: Right, and she didn't send that bill out.
1: She did not, and she didn't know how much that bill was for. They're discussing the bill, and she's like, how much do I owe you? And he's like, $116.
0: Now, her three shots of penicillin are nine dollars
1: But you know what wasn't? That bill that she received on Friday the 1st for that abortion.
0: And so she's trying to figure out why is this bill here. Turns out, Sam, the reason why it was addressed to you, even though your wife does all the finances, because you fucking around and got a local teacher pregnant.
1: So that's what that bill was all about.
0: So Ruby says, look, I'm going to pay you this $9 and I'm going to give you an extra $100 because that's what I got on me. You know what I'm saying?
1: She's like, he pulled her behind this, like, screen and told her to get on top of the operating table. And she's like, nah, man, my arm hurting, please. Like, not today. He's like, oh, today and now. Get on top of the operating table. And she was like, another time, please. He said, now. So he begins to slap her around a bit. This is when she's decided that enough is enough. She resists and she's like, no, this isn't happening. She said he walks over to the back and he grabs a gun and he puts it in her stomach and he says, get on top of the fucking table. And she says they begin fighting over the gun and tussling with it. And it just went off. Just went off. The gun had four shells missing. He had a bullet in his heart, his left shoulder and another one in the side. They say he shot him in the back, but was it the back or was Was it it like a tussling, like he turned in a...
0: It sounds like a first one off and then, like, you go crazy, pop, 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 you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, because the whole story of she walked in and there should be four holes in his body. Right. You have three holes in his body, four shells. Her prosecutor's arguing the forensic... Lines up with a tussle.
0: So there's some discrepancy because some people say that she brought the gun. And so it's the spite of did she bring the gun, like intending to kill him, or was the gun his? And apparently she mentioned in court that Dr. Adams was scared of something or someone was going to come get him. And they interviewed a local, like, not pawn shop, but whoever the fuck sold guns back there. wasn't a blacksmith. He wasn't making his own or anything. So... And he was like, so actually, Dr. Adams came in and inquired about a gun. He was like, actually, I ordered a gun for him. So that was the argument. Like, he didn't have a gun there. She brought the gun. But she's like, no, nah, he had a gun.
1: So she really didn't bring the gun. Cause That's
0: she... a discrepancy because...
1: Another discrepancy is, so, you know, she gave him that money and she told him, give me my receipt. And he gives her a receipt. Neither the purse that held said gun nor the receipt was admitted into evidence. The prosecution is arguing she shot this man over a $116 doctor bill, but she gave this man $109, and I know she not shooting him over a $7 doctor's bill.
0: I also want to remind you that this is the richest black woman in town. When she left, it doesn't make sense because they never took her purse in for evidence. right? And there's like, where's the receipt? Probably in her purse. What also was rumored to be in her purse is that she had 18 $100 bills now. Let me tell you what, if I had 18 $100 bills and a motherfucker is trying me for $7, I'm going to throw a $100 bill in their face and walk the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. And, like,
1: and the other side of that is this doctor never sweated nobody for nothing. He was known for doing pro bono work around town because he said it was pro bono. But what he was really doing was claiming these people as tenants on his farm and that he needed to pay for their health insurance and was getting a kickback in taxes.
0: So fraud, basically. hmm and speaking of that farm, glad you brought that up. He had that farm and when, and she claims when she had Loretta and then told him that she was pregnant again, because at the time of this shooting, she was pregnant again, allegedly with his child again. When she tells him that, well, he's her doctor. So when he examines her and realizes that she's pregnant, he's like, I'm going to take you and Loretta and the unborn baby. And we're going to go to the farm. We're leaving Sam. We're leaving all the mother motherfuckers. we leaving all the other kids. We go to the farm and that's that. And she's like, no, can't leave my other kids behind. And he's like, yes, you are. And she's like, no, I can't. So, and then he doesn't want to hear that. So there's also the, did they argue about that that day She's so really,
1: well? You really have to think about it, right? Because they're saying that she was sane and in a good state of mind, but she was in and out of the hospital. And now hearing all this, of course she was for mental things because Her life was fucking shitty. She's being raped by this white doctor. She has his love child, right?
0: And another one on the way.
1: And another one on the way. On the other side, her husband has gotten the teacher knocked up. And he said, I don't want to hear shit because here you are walking around with this white man baby. She goes and gets arrested for this murder. The day after, her husband dies. And she's on trial for her life. Like, literally, her life. This
0: is just a series of unfortunate events.
1: Now, again, they are really trying to, like, hold her back from speaking on anything about this. And her lawyer is just, you know, trying to bring it up before the prosecution can. And he's like, so when you was in jail, did you write your first lawyer that you had never had relations with the doctor? And she said, yes, I did. He says, well, why did you do that? She says because I was afraid and he was like were the cops harassing you she said I don't know if they were cops but they came in they held me down and they gave me a shot and I wasn't and I was ill for the next few days
0: so she was fearful for her life and then Signed this affidavit saying that...
1: That's not his baby and I've never had sex with this man. Because, again, 1952. Even if you are fucking this woman, like, you're not going to admit to it. That's like a...
0: Right. And I I think it goes back to what we talked about about her personality as a child. Like, she never said that she didn't shoot him. Right. She never said that they didn't have any type of intercourse. What she said was that she did not intend to kill him Mm -hmm. that day. And what she's trying to tell you is that it's all deeper. It's not just some surface level, I killed the good doctor type shit.
1: And especially not over a $116 bill.
0: I, I'm rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bitch, I try money. again.
0: <laughs> I got money. It's not about a bill.
1: She's just like going through real tough shit at this time. And they're really just trying to get her to bring it up. So the doctor is like, so you're fearful of your life. They're harassing you. Trying to get, get to the point to say, because they haven't officially said that she's raped, right? It's just speculated because the doctor has... Like this gag order on her where she can't say anything.
0: Right. And every time that the defense tries to get her to say it, objection, sustain, objection, sustain, lets it happen every single time. And he even
1: tries to do these tricks like, so, okay, we can only talk about what happened August 3rd. So he found her in her jail cell, sitting in a puddle of her own blood. This woman had miscarried the doctor's second baby. So he then says, you know, were you sick? in the, you know, in the infirmary, or were you sick in a jail? Did you have a miscarriage? She says, yes, I did. Whose baby is it? Objection. Sustained.
0: They did it so many times, and then finally she said, but the state knows all about that. Because, of course, the state knew all about that because they're pumping her with drugs and making her do things. They're abusing her within this jail system. They already have her at an all-male facility, so you know that they don't have the proper needs. They treat her like shit, and then expect her to...
1: The prosecution had 49 objections throughout the trial trying to shut her up, and only eight of them did not go through. We're sitting in this courtroom and they say that she never really looks at anyone and on the bottom floor you've got the whites and on the balcony you've got the colors things are just really not looking well and nobody can get the truth out of her even zora neale hurston as famous as she was or whatever clout she thought she had the judge said no nobody's talking to her she even calls her white friend White author. And the judge says you can't get to her either. Like there's not Nobody. letting anybody tell this story. December third is when they give the closing arguments. Basically the defense is arguing that this whole trial was bullshit. He says your witnesses were trash. You have a woman who is deaf in one ear, but she's testifying that she heard either a door shut or the gun go off.
0: What the fuck? I saw that and I I couldn't understand that line. I, I'm surprised you put it in our notes. We write notes, you guys. I'm surprised you put it in our notes because I read that on the newspaper and a deaf woman testified that she heard something and a blind woman testified she saw something. I thought it was just some
1: Country slick
0: shit no. that I didn't understand. A
1: deaf woman testified that she heard something <laughs> and a woman losing her sight says that she saw something. And these are the witnesses that you put on the stand.
0: Not a reliable source.
1: Not a reliable source. And this was two out of the three witnesses. Then, on top of that, he's like, you know, she's admitted to shooting this man, but you have to understand that this was not a premeditated sense. Nothing that they have argued have pointed to this being premeditated. So she deserves, if anything, second-degree murder.
0: So the judge gave them five options. First-degree murder without mercy, first-degree murder with mercy, second-degree murder, manslaughter, or not guilty. The jury goes out.
1: The jury went out at 12.23. The jury came back at 2.21. They took no time to figure this out.
0: They probably was in there like, they giving free hors d'oeuvres. Listen, because it
1: was lunch, right? So they were snacking in there.
0: That's what took so long. That's what took so long. And we were just pretty much, we knew what the fuck we were going to do about that. She got the verdict of guilty without mercy.
1: Meaning she's supposed to go to the chair. So her lawyer stands up and he was like, listen, I got 15 days to appeal this and you bet your ass I'm appealing it. Hell yeah. He gets an appeal and they're just doing all this research, all this research until, I mean, she sat in jail for years waiting on them to figure this out. Finally, they allow for them to retrial because they say it was unjust that they went and visited the crime scene without the judge present. So they was like, fine you can have a new trial so this time he puts her on for insanity and he wins so they sentence her to life in a psych ward and they send her to chattahoochee which is like the worst psych ward like that shit you see on american horror story this is what was going down in here
0: and also at the time they were so quick to put a woman in the psych ward and the
1: practices then were so bad right electric shock therapy they had things where they was like their head in a hole or something like that just
0: the absolute worst torture ever because they thought that that is what cured
1: yeah make them miserable and then they'll be happy
0: right how does that happen how does that work
1: so they sentence her and she is there until 1974 and this trial was happening 1953 she got moved two years later so 1955 Mm -hmm. so a little under 20 years
0: that's a long time out
1: in 1974 and she returns to her family and her family's kind of like hey we're such and such and she's like i know who y'all are like i still know y'all right and when people question her about dr adams or who's the father of her youngest daughter loretta she's like i don't know i don't remember nothing i don't remember nothing from back then so then you wonder is it the shock therapy is she scared is it, to death to talk about it?
0: Yeah, that gag order was tight on her and she knows what they are capable of.
1: She's finally free and I doubt she's doing anything to fuck that up after what she's been through.
0: Exactly, exactly. Ruby is out and then she dies on May 23rd, 1992, at the age of 87.
1: So, as much as the judge tried to play down this case, it was. Obviously huge. It stirred up the town. It still stirs up the town. Like, it, they consider it, like, a mark on their city. And they were talking about this all over the country, of course, because this rich black woman just killed a white doctor. Like, huge, right? The town had a lot of mixed opinions about it. There are so many unanswered questions in this case because you have to understand that the story involves three people and two of them are dead. Right. All you have to go off is Ruby, who can't say anything and so you just have a lot of speculation going on there's speculation about her being a mistress some people feel she was raped some people said anybody be lucky to have that doctor and she probably felt honored to be with him
0: and then on trial she says i was not his enemy i'm in love with him so
1: which was weird as fuck to me right
0: because i was completely
1: Was it a Stockholm
0: thing? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is it some type of Stockholm syndrome where it is hard for you to say no to this person? You fall in love with your captor. It can happen.
1: It can. But does the switch back happen like that to make her kill him?
0: She could have just had enough that day. I
1: mean, that's what she says. I just had enough.
0: And he he pulled out his gun on her. Maybe that was something new. You know, Mm -hmm. she said that he like just got that gun. So maybe, you know... He was feeling really badass. Mm hmm
1: Another thing that they say is that she was at this doctor's office damn near every day.
0: Oh, secretary said every day.
1: The speculations are that she either was fucking him in that office every time she was up there or that he had gotten her addicted to, what was it, morphine?
0: Yep, and shooting that shit into her arm every single day. To the
1: point where... she's addicted so now she's coming back like can't fight it type shit and
0: then he's also saying like there's two ways to make this right i have to do what i have to do give you your full examination including me in you and here's Mm. your little shot to make you feel good doctors
1: are so pervy it still wasn't even confirmed officially that that was his daughter either it just nothing ever happened and even afterwards right so Both of them had a lot of money, Dr. Adams and the McCollum family, right? Right. So you have to remember the dad, Sam, died and Adams, Dr. died. The will has to be divided into five or four parts for McCollum. Is Loretta his child or is she not? Then is she Adams' child? Because do they divide his money by him and his daughter or him, his daughter, and her?
0: But here's the thing. All that's fine and dandy. But what Mrs. Adams did, his wife, because of course he had a wife. Oh, she sued her for everything that they had. So the McCullum (gasps) family had absolutely nothing because she got all of their money. So sure, some money was, actually all the money would go to her. Because she is now the sole breadwinner. She is the wife. Your wife gets your money. Well, now it's time to move on to our favorite segment called... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I ain't do it. But if I had done it this is how i would have done
1: it so let's get into it
0: she's innocent clearly right yeah
1: (laughs) i mean not in the time setting that she was in but oh she's fucking innocent
0: right and if i would have done it mm, you know when you're in that situation and you're tussling for your life sometimes you really have to tussle for your life
1: if i'd have done it i'd have been in first degree because that shit would have been thought out
0: right and i think that was the whole premise of her of her defense like
1: she shot him in the doctor's office with Two people in the wait, three people in the waiting room, if you can count the secretary.
0: And always, if you're trying to murder somebody, the best way to do it is to get them secluded. Right. In a doctor's office, even if it is the examination room is not secluded and she's smart enough she's to know not that dumb. she also had her kids and the car so she wasn't planning on being alone she was coming to get her quick fix and get out the fucking door but now it's turning to this whole thing so she's innocent
1: at least not first degree
0: right she says she does it manslaughter
1: what's manslaughter
0: so manslaughter is like you kill them but it's like not without malice so basically the circumstances are not accounted to murder because murder is like uh i meant to do this i'm still had some deep hatred for this person and that's the I know why you I did, did. It. Right, so it's like mm, definitely should have been manslaughter. Definitely should have sent her to a women's facility as soon as it happened. I would
1: say she should have been in a black facility, but even blacks facility probably fucking worse because they get second class everything.
0: Well, also just the fact that a woman was doing this type of crime is just like oh, how how unladylike. Whether there hadn't been
1: in a there hadn't been a woman on death row for like almost a hundred years before this in the state of Florida. Remember, she got put to the electric chair, right? And she just won her way out of it. I'm surprised she made it through, honestly.
0: Yeah, she actually made it. She had to serve her time, but she actually came out on the other end. And I
1: applaud you, girl.
0: (laughs) And the fact that her story is so, it's so hard to find her story. Like when we were researching this case, we had to deep dive into some very old newspapers. There's no mainstream story about this. The only podcast talking about this is a white podcast. Like this is such a gem in what black people have to do and overcome and
1: and you know what that's why it's not widespread right if a black woman just went and just lost her mind and was truly crazy it'd be like everywhere on the news but they're trying to make it seem like no these white people were good, and these niggers are bad. In 1994, two years after she had died, somebody tried to investigate the case and was still blocked. Like, they went to the courthouse to try and get records and was still...
0: If that gag order is on, they don't want to... You cannot say anything. You cannot attempt to say anything. You cannot try to say anything because worse is fucking coming. You can't say shit. And the fact that gag orders are still, like, happening, like, they there's a, there's supposedly a gag order about what's going on at the border at the detention camps i'm at the sure border. there is because you ain't heard shit
1: and then on top of that her family doesn't speak about it
0: her sister spoke on that documentary that we watched like, but her son was like I and don't talk a couple about of
1: my... nieces and granddaughters but distant people
0: right and her son was like i don't talk about my mother, and which he wasn't I wanna... one he just declined to speak
1: right and basically was like uh no she never moved back here like very much not about the trial at all if he says i don't talk about my mother i would ask him about everything but i want to know who
0: raised loretta and if she was raised white or black but here's the thing when sam dropped off the kids he dropped off his kids and then loretta left to go be with what? some yes to go be with some aunts aunts or sister-in-laws one or the other and those are the people that held her up in court so she was actually raised in a different house than the rest of them
1: because you know she up in new jersey so yeah. i guess
0: like maybe he was like my kid's gonna be with my family and your kid's gonna be with your family type shit i don't fucking know she,
1: she's not even there to do her half of it so right. what the fuck responsibility do i have over this child mm-hmm. damn so she was going to grow up unloved anyways. That's so
0: sad. So this was a really interesting case. That was a doozy. You guys feel free to ask us
1: questions in our discussion group. We right. We have some secret facts that we didn't
0: let out on air. Right. So make sure that you follow our discussion group. You can, you can follow our discussion group. You can follow our Instagram page. That's where you'll find our source material, pictures, and we can chat about the case.
1: You can also email us at sisterswhokillpodcast at com. Maybe you have a case you want us to do. Maybe you have questions about our case. Maybe you just want to say hi. We're here for all of that.
0: Right. You got anything else to say?
1: Mm-mm. All right. Peace. Night.